listening to the Positive Professional Podcast with your host, me, Tracy Yvonne. This podcast is a weekly conversation about all things mental health, self-care, and wellness. And there'll be sprinkles of positivity, mindfulness, and guided meditations. Have you heard of Verbal? Verbal is an audio streaming destination for all types of audio creators like myself and anyone that loves listening to audio. Verbal supports audio creators through their station model and helps listeners connect to meaningful content to listen to. And a few other things that makes Verbal special is the unique creator tools such as snippets and playlists, better discovery, streaming, it's free, and users can start monetizing right away by joining the ambassador program or with only a thousand station listens a month. I'm proud to say that I'm a verbal ambassador, a chosen thought leader in the category of mental health. And you can learn more as well as check out my podcast station and my curated mental health playlist at www.verbal.com. That's www.verbal.com. BL.com. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 25. Today's episode, I'm going to be discussing intersectionality in mental health, what it means, and how it impacts individuals, as well as how mental health professionals and others can implement an intersectional approach to treatment in everyday life. So what is intersectionality? The term intersectionality originates from Black feminist thought by way of Crimbley Crenshaw, a pioneering scholar and writer on civil rights, critical race theory, Black feminist legal theory, and so much more. In 1989, Crenshaw developed the idea of intersectionality as a way to understand the impact and experiences of overlapping and intersecting identities. Intersectionality refers to the convergence of multiple systems of oppression that negatively impact marginalized groups of people. Many people within these groups may include people of color, LGBTQ plus identifying individuals, people with disabilities, and those with lower socioeconomic status. According to several studies, people of color and specifically black people tend to face more challenges in relation to accessibility, economic and educational opportunities, as well as societal stigma and gender bias. The importance of taking the intersectional approach to mental health education is that we begin to acknowledge and understand how various forms of inequity can combine to create specific challenges, including discrimination and disadvantage. Overall, intersectionality is the intersection of social group classifications, including one's race, gender, social status, and relation to systems of oppression. Intersectionality also speaks to the fact that not everyone who belongs to one group belongs to another. While at the same time, some people may belong to multiple marginalized groups at one time versus their peers. The concept of intersectionality focuses on the way that people interact 
with their society and how society treats them depending on their identity. This treatment varies depending on societal norms and conditioning within that specific society. And there are also intersections of oppression within those groups that may affect others more than their peers. One major example is intersectionality of how black men may experience a minority due to their race, but a black man who is also an immigrant to his country experiences a dual minority based on his immigrant status. Recognizing these differences in marginalization can help us to better serve and treat individuals by understanding their unique experiences as black people. Here's another great example of how intersectionality works. The LGBTQ community is made up of multiple sexual identities, gender modalities, diverse racial and ethnic groups, differing abilities, and various socioeconomic backgrounds. With that said, there are specific issues that a black gay man may experience that perhaps a white gay man in the LGBTQ community may not. Now imagine that both of these individuals have a very high income then we can safely assume that some of their challenges may decrease versus someone in a community who is suffering economically. Now imagine there's a third person who is a black female in the LGBTQ community. She's therefore experiencing triple minority due to her race, gender, and socioeconomic status. The importance of recognizing these issues helps us to improve racial, gender, and socioeconomic disparities in treatment. It also helps to recognize the unique experiences in all marginalized individuals. Intersectional challenges vary depending on the person whom we are focused on. This is why it's essential that intersectional treatment and mental health is prioritized. Again, intersectionality can impact marginalized individuals as a group on many levels. Historically, it's been found that oppressed groups of people tend to experience an even greater frequency of mental health-related issues as a result of consistent and systemic discrimination. This is especially true for marginalized groups of people in Northern America and Western systems, which tend to resolve around patriarchy, capitalism, and colonialism. On an individual level, people can also be negatively impacted in many ways. Individuals whose identities intersect face an even greater amount of oppression and harassment, including but not limited to microaggressions. As a result of constantly being exposed to discrimination based on one's identity, it can negatively impact one's mental, emotional, and even physical health. All of these combined can eventually lead up to chronic illnesses such as hypertension, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and even arthritis. Furthermore, identity-based discrimination is especially harmful in terms of one's race. To be continually ridiculed for something that you cannot change, nor mask if needed to, can really weigh down one's person view of themselves and the world at large. According to YWCAWorks.org, Dr. Knight, who is the CEO and founder of DSK Culturally Responsive Education Services, 
explained that race-based trauma is a consequence of emotional pain that a person feels after encountering racism. And that racial trauma can be triggered by many events, but among the more common triggers are continued racial harassment, being a victim of police violence or witnessing violence. So I'm gonna explain more in the next segment. Today's episode is brought to you by Ivy Elite Training. Are you looking for low-cost professional development workshops, topics like emotional intelligence, diversity and inclusion, and more? Then visit www.ivyelitetraining.com. That's www.ivyelitetraining.com. personal experiences differ even within the same social or cultural groups. So by understanding how these different systems of oppression intersect and impact people on individual levels, we can begin to better comprehend how mental health struggles can be so different in people who have very similar identities. Mental health is not a one-size-fits-all type of situation. Therefore, by approaching it with an intersectional lens, we can then better provide individual care for those who need it most. With that in mind, an intersectional approach to research benefits all parties involved. Individuals living with mental illness may belong to many groups that experience stigma, which can result in lower quality of life and slow down treatment as well. So how can we begin to implement more intersectional-based research in the mental health profession and society as well? Well, according to wellbeing.ubc.ca, intersectionality is one of the six core principles of trauma-informed care. Approaching mental health treatment in ways that relates to intersecting identities can help identify service gaps and prevent or reduce further harm. The use of normalizing messages can also stop people with multiple marginalized identities from seeking help. And so it's important that we reduce using languages that boxes individuals into one category as if their mental health needs aren't valid. You must begin to validate each person's experiences as unique and approach their treatment from that of the same lens of intersectionality to see actual results and the improvement of mental health as a society. And a few other ways to apply the lens of intersectionality to mental health treatment is that we must rid ourselves from the fixed mentality on how pain and injustices operate. 
By doing so, we can begin to implement actual change to our lives, our families, and communities as well. And this comes from the website ycwa.org. Begin to research the different ways that we can be of better service to marginalized groups by examining what the exact needs are. For example, access to mental health services, economic support and community engagement. Continue to have discussions that remove stigma from mental health overall. Provide marginalized groups with specific needs to improve quality of life, including access to mental health services and health overall. Provide individuals with culturally competent treatment and include a diverse network of mental health professionals who are compensated well for our work in the field. Finding ways to place marginalized groups of people into positions of leadership is another way to approach this solution. By having people at the top who understands those in struggle of oppression, we can provide better mental health care. And lastly, according to the website wellbeing.ubc.ca, there are a few other solutions specific to disabled individuals. And this includes addressing pain management and trauma during treatment can result in better mental health outcomes. Social supports have been shown to protect against negative effects of stressors associated with disability. And a solution towards intersectional mental health for the LGBTQ community includes challenging heterosexism, transphobia, and systemic forms of oppression are keys to improving mental health outcomes within the LGBTQ communities. Creating spaces for connection to supportive community and peer group since it's been shown to be a protective factor against mental illness. So now I'm gonna leave you with these final words from the originator of the term intersectionality. If we aren't intersectional, some of us the most vulnerable are going to fall through the cracks. Thanks for listening and supporting this podcast and make sure you're clicking the like and subscribe button. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Stay safe, be well, and don't forget to be the best version of you.